Ball spa. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. Good Wednesday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. we got all kinds of uh, – got people stopping by. We'll have Coach Maynard coming up about 15 till uh, the top of the hour, talk about the uh, Oak City-Clinton football game, first district game of the season, kind of rehash what happened in the non-districts. So we'll have him a little bit later. Jared's been wanting to talk Major League Baseball – for the first three days, anyway, for the first two the days, the Rangers lose like nine to one last night. Well, that's okay. They're still in pretty good shape uh, to win the West. So we'll run down the uh, the uh, pennant chase. Uh, but first, we have Elk City head softball coach Caleb Murray with us to talk four A regional that will be held right here at the Fiveplex in a couple of days. We'll get right to that. Two two five nine six nine eight is the phone or the text line. Two two five nine six nine eight. Give us a call. Shoot us a text. Talk about anything that you want to talk about on the sporting landscape. Uh, if you're going to be outside the listening area one of these days and you want to stay in touch with the show live, it's easy to do that. Log on to kadsam.com or, even better, download the app. The app, uh, Paragon Communications app, is completely free. It's got everything. It's got the radio stations. It's got the Penny News, Big Elk and Paragon TV. Uh, it's, it's just loaded with everything we do right there in that app. Good morning, Jared. Morning, morning. Good morning, Coach Mur- Coach Murray. Good morning, guys. How uh, how's it going? Oh, it's going good, man. We're we're getting there now, getting to the end. We had you uh, on to kind of preview the season, and obviously one of the main storylines of your team was losing all the seniors from last year's team, replacing them with some younger gals this year. How has your team developed as the, those younger players have got more time on the field? Uh, you know, week by week, we've just slowly been getting better. You know, we got uh, enough upperclassmen leadership. We got really good seniors that ha- have just embraced those younger girls and, and helped them along. Uh, it's really made my job pretty easy. You know, I thought early in the year we would have some, you know, uh, struggles that you get from playing those younger girls. We had some girls uh, come in that, you know, had never been a part of our team. And to where we are now, I mean, uh they compete, man. They want to get better. They know what's on the line. You know, a lot of them had a sour taste in their mouth from how we ended last year. So uh, I like where we're at. I like the season that we've had. And, you know, for us, we're trying to peak at the right time, which is always important. One of those young younger gra- gals that obviously played a big role last year uh, in the circle was Aubrey Pogue. Mm-hmm. How much or, or what differences do you see in her game from freshman year to now this year as a sophomore? Well, I mean – she's kind of turned it up a notch as far as just you know competing I always tell her I try to get get her to have more of that what we call dog mentality you know own the circle own what you're doing uh sometimes last year I don't think she understands just how good she is uh you know this year uh she's been really dominant I mean she's I think she's at 226 strikeouts already this year and uh, has actually thrown less innings than last year, so uh, still doing at the plate. She's hitting around 500. Um, 
I'm glad she's on our team. <laughs> I'll tell you, that's that's for sure. Uh, I'm glad I don't have to game plan for her because uh, uh, it makes my job easy to know that, you know, she's going to go out there and with the stuff that she has and just who she is as a competitor, uh, we're going to be in any game with whoever we play. Who else? You, you mentioned her hitting. Who else is uh, hitting it well for you? Uh, well, our, our most consistent is, has been uh, Ella Satilli, and she's done that consistently over her whole career, and I'm pretty sure her whole life <laughs> going back. Uh, she's one of those ones that is just, you know, I call her a firecracker. Uh, when she goes, we go. Uh, she leads uh, by the way that she plays. Uh, you're never going to have to question if she's going to play hard. Uh, and she's just wears it out, man. Good pitching. She wears out, and she kind of just gets us going. And and when we're playing our best, uh, she's right there at the top leading the way. Yeah, it seems like just kind of looking through as the games are going on on Game Changer or watching uh, the guys call the games, it, it, there was a little bit of juggling of line lineups early on to try to find the right chemistry or who needed to be where. Uh, have you pretty well kind of settled on what you're doing now as the season has, has gone along? Yeah, we uh, – Man, we we were struggling early hitting the ball, and, and that's something that I kind of, you know, expected with the younger ones that we were going to have. <clears throat> uh, you know, our team's completely different. We got more speed than we've had. We got the ability to lay the ball down to run a little bit, and so, you know, early on we did a lot of uh, mixing and matching. But I feel good where we're at. We've uh, played really consistently over the last you know few weeks, and. Uh, uh, our lineup one through nine has been really productive, and that's important for us. Uh, we got some girls who are, you know, hitting it as good as they've hit it all year. And like I said, it's just about peaking at the right time. And uh, we're getting there. We're, we're having competitive at bats, you know. And our big goal going up is, you know, we want to be uh, productive in whatever we do. And sometimes that doesn't always equate to a hit. And I think some of the girls are starting to kind of figure that out. Hanging out with uh, head coach Caleb Murray of Elk City Softball Regionals coming up here uh, starting tomorrow morning at 11 against Paul's Valley. Man, you guys were so, so, so close to being the district champs. What, uh, two walk-off wins uh, against you and then the Weatherford come back from 4 nothing in the sixth inning. How do you guys grow from that and then turn some of those games into wins now that we're in the playoffs? Well, well – those games and, and kind of what we've been preaching now is, you know, finding a way to finish, uh, you know, uh, finding a way to finish with all three of the games, you know, that we lost, uh, you know, weren't necessarily decided on the last play. Uh, and that's what I, I try to, you know, uh, tell those girls and, and to tell them, you know, it's not the one play that does it for us. It's, it's what we do and how can we stay consistent throughout, you know, for us, mainly the middle innings. Uh, usually the first inning isn't a problem for us, uh, you know, I will say I think it's going to be a positive because our girls are battle-tested. You know, uh, they know they can win. That You know, I don't have to tell them, you know, that we, you know, in the long run gave those games away. And, you know, credit to those those other teams, credit to Woodward and Weatherford for battling and grinding and finding a way. Uh, you know, they're both gritty teams. Um, <clears throat> I, I don't know if many people would have thought that Woodward was going to be what they are, uh, but their coach does a great job, and of course, Coach Morris over there. You know, uh, for whatever reason, he's had my number. I can't, <laughs> I can't get across to him. And I told him that. I said, no matter what I do, for whatever reason, I can't, I can't get you. And so, uh, you know, I feel confident though. We played well in all those games. We responded well. Uh, we kind of set the tone, and uh, you know, we just let it slip away. But you know, the games now at this point, it doesn't matter records. It doesn't matter any of that. It's, it's uh, every game's going to be tight. And so for us, we've had a lot of those. 
where we've been, you know, battle tested and, you know, I think we're finding ways to shut people out and finish as the season's gone along. So uh, I'm confident. I'm confident in our group and, and our abilities and, and, you know, what our girls have to offer. You kind of answered this question, but uh, you mentioned battle-tested. How big is that going into the playoffs, playing in a district like this, having those close games, albeit coming on the short side? But you know, does that feel like that prepares your team for uh, what could be a battle in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you know, even coming in here, you know, hosting a regional for us, you know, was important. That was our goal to start, kind of start the year. Uh, we wanted to make teams come play us at home. Uh, we feel like we uh, play really well at home. Our fans have done a great job coming out. You know, we, we know the support's there. Uh, there's going to be something uh, throughout the course of just even regionals as close as it is that's not going to go your way. You're going to have a game maybe people expect you to – you know, blow somebody out or something, but sometimes it just, you know, it stays close. And so for us, we've been there, we've been in the fire. Uh, a lot of these girls I know I can rely on, uh, you know, to lead the way. So I think it's going to set up any of the success that we've had is, is the games that we've had over the course of the year, uh, playing the opponents that we play. I mean, we've had close games with really good teams. Talking to head coach Caleb Murray of Elk City Softball, speaking of, of this regional, the other teams, Bridge Creek, McGinnis, and Paul's Valley, just from their, their the finishes in the districts, it would appear Bridge Creek would be kind of the the, the toughest opponent. You yeah. look at sort of play, uh, games they played against common opponents with you guys, split with Weatherford and a couple of one-run games, so they were right there in the same uh, a boat uh, with with you guys. And then McGinnis and, and Paul's Valley had pretty decisive losses to Clinton and Weatherford. But just kind of tell us about what those other teams bring uh, to this regional. Yeah, so, you know, we'll start out with Paul's Valley. And, uh, uh, you know, everybody keeps telling me that when they step off the bus, they're going to look the part. Tall, athletic girls uh, said they're good athletes. Uh, you know, said that they're just maybe not there right now as far as just, you know, softball-wise. But uh, going to have a pitcher that throws strikes. They say she throws it decent, you know, so it'll be a good test for us. Uh we didn't get to play Bishop McGinnis, so I don't know a lot about them. I do know that their best player uh, this before this year, she moved over to Edmond Memorial. So, and she's a like she's a D one kid. <clears throat> uh, Bridge Creek, I went and watched. Uh, they're solid. They're a well coached team. They play good defense. They got a pitcher that mixes up speeds pretty good. Uh, and you know they like to swing. I mean they get after it one through nine. They're gonna swing. They're not watching pitches. Uh, Shortstop's probably their best player. Uh, she's a lefty swinger, and, I mean, she's quality. She's a really good hitter. I mean, she, I was really impressed. So, you know, for us, uh, I have total confidence in our team. If we show up and we do the things right, I think we're the best team in here. I mean, I'll take my team, uh, you know, over a lot of them. And, uh, you know, if we show up and we fumble it around, yeah, Bridge Creek's good enough to beat us, and some of these other teams will be too. We just can't let them hang around, you know. Our girls going in, we've been preaching, uh, you know, no mercy. I mean, that's just what it is. It has to be no mercy at all times. And, you know, I've seen our team play with what I call, you know, reckless abandon and, and when they're really going, and uh, we're pretty good. Um, I'm looking on here, the game times have changed a little mm -hmm. bit, and I love it because the first game, you guys, 11 a.m., so take an early lunch break, fill the stands, and then the 5 o'clock, potentially a 5 o'clock game. So that time's out perfect for those who have to work, right? So why, yeah. why the t uh, time change? Did I miss that? Uh, there's really no, no – Super big region reason why, uh, you know, when we went to Lone Grove, we play that first game. They play that first game at ten o'clock in the morning. A lot of people change from that uh, just to play that last game a little bit earlier, and then especially on the second day, we'll change as well. 
you know, and same thing that they have as just like us. They got football going on and stuff. You know, we're trying to, you know, we're totally focused on winning our regional, do those things, but we also want to be able to have people to go out and support, you know, like big football game coming up. We want them to have that option to go do that as well while also supporting us. So it's really just a mix of trying to have the best for both worlds. The, the home field, let's talk about this. How many, how, how much turf do you play on other than at home? Uh, this year we played at Kingfisher. I th- I think Kingfisher was the only one that we played on that I can remember. Uh, a lot of people are going to it. Newcastle's getting it. Tuttle has it. You know, uh, I keep hearing more and more people are going to it as well. Uh, it's going to be an advantage for us. You know, the state tournament, if we, you know, we're fortunate to get there, it's going to be played at Fire Lake. So, I mean, yeah. I've already had people calling me asking if they can come practice, you know, small <laughs> schools for next week if sure. they get through. And, uh, you know, f- for us, we're really fortunate uh, as far as, you know, having some familiarity with it. Yeah, that was you went into my next question. If that gives you any kind of advantage with field versus or natural versus turf, because uh, you see it, I've seen yeah. it with uh, you know the way the ball bounces, the way it skips, yeah. and and some players aren't prepared for that. Yeah, it can do funky things. Uh, you start spinning a ball a little bit and stuff like that. Uh, I will say though, you know, the more you play on it, the more predictable it is. Yeah, you know. So as far as like the advantage, the advantage comes in just. Uh, you know the predictability you know our girls have seen it they know what's going to happen you know depending how it's hit or stuff like that uh, so that's where the biggest advantage comes for us it's just you know we kind of know how it hops and plays yep do you like okay, first off for those that don't know the, the format has changed playoff wise in 2a all the way up through 6a in that used to it was what what would you call that the by district yeah. was the best two out of three series against a team and then four teams went to a regional double elimination as this is They've reversed it. So, essentially, it's just like what you see in the college game. You've got a four-team regional, double elimination. One comes out, and then next week uh, it, the teams will be ranked, and it'll be a super regional, best two out of three to get to that state tournament. Do you like the way this has changed? I love it. How come? Well, uh, you know, in the past for us, you know, where you finish in our district, uh, we've been going to, you know, Newcastle, Lone Grove, Tuttle, places like that, you know, with teams who are, you know, consistently winning state championships or at least getting there you know this gives us the option you know to maybe go play out east or somewhere like that you know it's not just dead set uh you know i've been a part of the rankings before and we kind of talked about this a little bit before uh the show started uh there's also you know you don't know how everybody's going to treat that you know, or is everybody going to rank it how it should be? Is somebody going to try to play in their favor? You know, I've seen both sides of that. Uh, but I'll take my chances, you know. And when they went to this, the the big goal was let's get the best eight teams mm-hmm. in the state tournament. And, you know, it's no secret. Uh, the best softball over the past few years has been played on the west side of the state. And, you know, so uh, I think if we had this format last year, I think we'd probably end up in the state tournament, to be quite honest. Oh, 100%. There's yep. no doubt that uh, you guys were in the top eight. Uh, last question for me. We Jared kind of mentioned it, but when, where can people come watch tomorrow? Yeah, so 11 o'clock in the morning. Uh, if you want to come out, you have to buy your tickets online. You can do that at the OSSAA website. Uh, you know, hopefully we're playing at 11 and 5. You know, we want the stands packed. You know, these girls, they're exciting. They work hard. Uh, they deserve every bit of the success that they get, you know, uh, for me, I'm just a name with the program. You know, it's it's all the girls putting in their hard work. It's all those extra girls, 
you know, who have played JV this year showing up for 6 a.m. weights throughout the whole year. You know, we've been lifting Tuesdays, Thursdays, game days, non-game days, doesn't matter, you know. So they're putting in the work. We're seeing the success. We're fortunate. We have we have a lot of really good softball players. You know, we got girls who are, are sacrificing where they could go play somewhere else to be a part of this, and it's because of that competition. It's because of those girls' drive uh, for us to get to that next level, which I think is super important. Absolutely. And, you know, the, there's still that – that carrot hanging out there who's going to be the first team that's right to get to the state tournament in fast pitch softball uh, you know this one has a good chance as any right yeah i think so i i like our odds i like the team we have uh you know they want to compete and, and it's just simple they want to win and and you know that's big you know some people just like to show up and enjoy the show and i think these girls have invested enough that you know they want to go do it that's awesome man thanks for your time good yeah. luck to to your girls this week and then hopefully uh, next week as well in the Supers. I appreciate it. Head coach Caleb Burry of the Elkett Softball Program. When we come back, we'll let Jared gloat a little. The Rangers mm. are going to make the playoffs, Jared. There's a, yeah, there's a good They're chance. They're going to make the playoffs. But with what pitching? It doesn't matter. <laughs> if I had told you at the start of the year the Rangers in the playoffs, you wouldn't be worried about what pitching. Yes. You just said, yep. who got hurt on the other yep. teams? So give me the shirt. Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. How much you want to make a bet I can throw a football over the mountains? The Skinny on Sports. That's what I'm talking about. Unpopular opinion. I didn't really like that movie. Really? Yeah. Wasn't a giant Napoleon Dynamite guy. It was a weird movie. But it was a movie that it, it the laughs came out and like, what? You know, and you just start cracking up. And lots of lines. Oh, it gave you it gave you a lot of one-liners. A lot of one-liners. A lot of one-liners. This wasn't. It know. was yeah. I it probably, wasn't yeah. a movie that took off in theater. It was a movie. It came at the right time, at least in my life. When if let, okay, I'm 40. I don't care. You can go to a. We were at in college. You're at a house party, and someone would pop it in, pop the DVD in, and people would just crack up and just watch it and wouldn't turn it off. Yeah, became, I probably need to go grew, back. It grew in popularity that way. Yeah, it kind of a cult following. It did with with younger, like college. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to accuse you of being a stoner, but kind of that group. Oh no, I wasn't. No, I, I not saying that you. That were was not. Too, yeah, not me. No, but it was. Uh, it kind was of that just, way. Though. It was like, oh, I mean, we would stand the entire movie and just watch it. <laughs> watch this part. Watch this part because we would look for the people who didn't see it. Yeah. Go. What would their reaction be? What's their reaction going to be? Very interesting. (laughs) Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Got Coach Maynard coming up here in about 15 minutes. First, Jared, I'm going to give you a chance to gloat. Give you a chance to gloat. Your Texas Rangers, five games left, and they own a three-game lead in the loss column in the division over the Astros – and the Mariners. Now, the one scary thing, if I'm you, is that four of those last five are directly against the M's, which that's like almost the only way this can turn bad, is you get swept in a four-game, in a four-game series. series by the Seattle I'm Mariners. for the magic number. But I will say this, magic. going into that four-gamer that'll start tomorrow, you know what the record of the Rangers against the Mariners is this season? No. Eight and one. Is it eight and one? Okay. Yes, they have dominated. Them. I should have known that. They already yeah, have the head to head. Yeah, because so here's actually the thing: as much as this is going to pain you to do, you need to root for Houston today. 
to beat Seattle sure. because you're guaranteed in the playoffs. If if Houston beats Seattle today. That's correct because that would That's give exciting. Se- that would give Seattle 73 well, losses. Then if you get swept, you still have the tiebreaker over Seattle because now there's no there's no play in, there's none of that. It's all tiebreaker. Yeah. Well, I will supply the trash cans for for Houston and the buzzers. Whatever it takes. I'm all for it, Houston. <laughs> oh, heavens. It's Please re- cheat to help the Rangers. Please. I think it's down, really and truly, um, Minnesota, Baltimore hasn't wrapped up the East. They're close. But what's interesting about this is the two best records in the American League are both in the AL East. Which means your Rangers are, li- are are very likely to get one of the two buys. Mm. Oh, that'll be good. And that also means that whoever finishes as the third wild card is going to have to play the second best team in the American League, be it Tampa or Baltimore. Or Baltimore. And then, of course, the other two, Toronto, feels like they're kind of in that second wild card slot, fairly solid. Two, two games up in the loss column over both the Astros and the Mariners. So it, it it looks like that last wild card is going to be down to Houston and Seattle, which that means that today's game is humongous mm-hmm. for both of those teams. So here's what they got left. Uh, let's just let's pretend like the three AL East teams all are in are, are, are gonna make it with Baltimore, Tampa, and Toronto. Twins win the Central, say the Rangers win the West. That comes down to Houston in Seattle for that final wild card spot. They played a day in Seattle. And then Seattle's got four at home against Texas. Houston has to go to Arizona for a three-game series, which the Diamondbacks not necessarily a cakewalk. No, they're no. not they're not Diamondbacks are in a yeah. in the heat of the of the wild card battle in the in the National League. Uh, uh, all the uh, National League divisions have been clinched. The Braves, the Dodgers will get the buys, and my Brewers are in El Central champs. Phillies are in as the top wild card, and then there's four teams for two spots. Arizona currently has the advantage for the second spot with only 74 losses. They've got two against the White Sox and then those three against Houston. The Cubbies and the Marlins are tied with 75 losses apiece. Marlins play a doubleheader today at the Mets, then have another one with the Mets, and then they have three at Pittsburgh. The Cubs, Atlanta, and Milwaukee all on the road. Two at Atlanta, one in Milwaukee. That seems like the toughest. And then Cincinnati, a couple of losses back. They need some help. They've got only four games left, one at Cleveland, and then three at the Cardinals. So this is going to be an exciting rest of the week to figure out exactly how all this shakes out when it comes to the uh, the wild card races in both the American and National League, and then also there's still that one division race in the AL West that can still kind of flop around, but it does seem like your Rangers are in a good really, shape. really good spot. Now, let me ask you something. There's something occurring in baseball that has not occurred in 30 years. First time in 30 years something is going to happen, and it – it has to do with what we're talking here, but it has to do with who's not mm. being talked about. Right. 
Do you know what it is? Yeah, yeah. Boston, New York, Yankees, and the Cardinals Correct. are not going to be a part of the postseason. That is way to, way to go, Jared. Well, I, well done. I saw that I saw the statter somewhere this morning. Very well done. Yeah. Yeah. A little crazy. And I also saw the chances of World Series uh, participants and the way that they the chance they're 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 favoring the Rangers in the AL at this moment. At this See, moment. I had seen one that had Baltimore than Texas. It was it was Texas just and it might have been a different yeah. thing you saw or a different Well know. it could have been with one law I mean, who knows? It could what, have been before yesterday's it. loss that right. for the Rangers that that snapped their six game win streak, but it was a slight edge over Baltimore. So it was like Texas, Baltimore, the Rays. And then for the NL, it was, believe it or not, the Dodgers and then the Braves. Yeah, I'd seen Dodgers. And I wonder how – so we know how it's, it shakes out as far as the wild cards playing each other with the seeding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder – Does it get reseeded depending on who wins or is it not 100% sure. set in there like the 3-6 matchup is going to play the two? Right. And the four or five is going to play the one. I'm not hundred percent sure. You know, like it, yeah. it, it's almost like an NFL bracket in a lot of ways, or the old NFL bracket, but when only six teams made the playoffs, you had the two that got the buys in the first round. But it, if the six upset the three, then they automatically went to the one. Yeah. Whereas the I don't know. I think it may be just set in stone, the way that that the bracket is made. The one guy that would know isn't listening today or, or you've made him mad with your astro talk one of the two hey i said go astros you did say go what, astros what's going on here i was rooting them on but anyhow yeah major league baseball coming right down to the wire it's gonna be good i mean usually wednesday games are afternoon games but not so much with those games we talked about and they're all on the west coast so it might be a late night score following between the rangers and in and, and the astros games too yeah look at your your magic numbers got to be what two Two, two and a half. Yeah, it's up, uh, I saw one said four, one said two, but I was looking at when was it posted. At this point, I don't care. Uh, get in the playoffs, so go Astros. You got a game. Oh, man. I didn't write the Rangers down. Cause I they're... was afraid the Rangers had jinxed it, the organization, because a couple of days ago, keep in mind, two days ago, a lot can happen between now and then. They sent out a text. You can sign up for like text messages stuff. Said, "Hey, get your postseason tickets now. Like, like get access to them." Right. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I had to wait. They didn't clinch anything yet. Sam, terrible at math. There's five games left. You're not terrible at math, dude. You're better than me. Five games. So after today, Astros must have the day off tomorrow. Leading into a three-teamer on the weekend, because they've played an extra game. They're at one eighty-eight or one eighty-eight, one fifty-eight. So they only have the four, and they're going to play one today. So they'll just have the three. So yeah, they're, they're getting tomorrow off, whereas everybody else is playing all the way through. Five left for Texas, five left for Seattle. So let's say, well, everybody can't win. Let's say the Rangers win. Houston wins. That means three left, four left. I think you'd be at because one win would put you. Now you're still not there. 
through maybe three. Yeah, I think it's three. I think your magic number is three. Yeah. Because two wins would put you dormy to where it would be one. Any loss by any of those teams or any win by the Rangers win. So, yeah, I'm going to say your magic number is three. Just doing the quick math in my head. Does that make sense? Yep. It's close. Anyways. You can taste it. It's right there. You can taste it. If you had a choice of who to play in the in the first actual round, the division series, who would you choose? Because right now it looks like you're going to play, you're going to play the winner of Tampa, and whoever gets the the last wild card, Houston or Seattle. Seattle clearly, because they've dominated, right? Yeah, yeah. Magic numbers three. Thank, they've had God. success against Tampa. I can't remember, like earlier in the year they swept them. It was when I was in Florida, ironically. And I was able to watch it because I was in the Florida market. Right. Um but um No, oh, yeah, you want you want you want the Mariners with the success that they've had. And you certainly hope that continues the last series of the year. But that's who you want. Last person you want's Houston. That's what I that was gonna be when last that's, that's gotta be, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean the Ray, really the Rays po- have had postseason success as well. Yeah. With kind of this group. Right. But Houston is has got to be the boogeyman. Oh, defending champs. They feel like if they can just get in, they can make a run. And I think a lot of people feel that way too. Yeah. Just if they get if they there. just get in, then they'll probably be favored in the AL. Yeah, I really don't think you want either one of no. I think you definitely want Seattle if you get a choice. Right. Between the Rays and Houston. Yeah, the in Globe Life will be rocking that one game I went to, it was a Saturday afternoon game, but it just it's a it's a crazy feeling when you go to a place and I've been to Ranger games when they're not having a great season and it's just like, ah the fans are like, Ah, oh, well, we're here. Day at the ballpark, whatever. But this place there's it was a little electric, you know, like, okay, we're here to win. We expect to win and in every hit and everybody was engaged. It'll be electric for playoffs. If you had a little bit more wiggle room, which you don't. But you almost wouldn't mind losing out, let the Twins win out, and then you could play Toronto. Yeah. Toronto. Problem is you don't get the bye. Right. Anyway. So that's kind of odd that Toronto – wait a minute. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it would be Tampa and whoever wins Houston-Seattle. It'll be Toronto and Minnesota. And I think the Toronto-Minnesota winner will play the Baltimore Orioles. And the Tampa AL West wildcard winner will play the Rangers. You'd probably want to be on the other side of that, just with inexperience. Yeah. But you do want the bye. There's there's no doubt about that. It's fun to talk about, isn't it, Jared? It's great. It's the first time in, a, in the history of the show that we talked Rangers baseball in September. It's on September 27th, absolutely. It's first time. Or other, you know what, there might have been a what's on Jared's mind where you just railed against John Daniels. Yes. There's very possible. There's been a couple We've of those. We've done that. There's been a couple of those. Don't have to do that this year. When we come back, head coach Zach Maynard will be in the house to talk Elk City Clinton next. The Skinny on Sports. Here comes the- 
Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Joined now by Big Elk head football coach, uh, Mr. Zach Maynard. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Did you miss us last week? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Terribly. It's not very convincing. There's a little pause there. (laughs) He was trying to think of a nice way to say no, so he just said yeah. Uh, Let's look over, you know, four-game non-district schedules, a little bit different uh, with the last couple of years. How do you feel like your team grew throughout those four games heading into the district, uh, heading into district play on Friday? I think you saw us get consistently better um, from the scrimmage to, to where we're at today. I think we're uh, leaps and bounds better have a better feel for what we're trying to do and accomplish this year which is you know obviously a little different than it's been last year and um you know trust trying to get guys um with their skill sets um to help them be uh, put them in the best position to be possible to be good bye week came at a pretty good time it felt like with some guys nicked up how do you feel health wise going into friday night feel pretty good you know we're still gonna have a couple guys out um but uh, currently, we're we're about as healthy as we've been all year, uh, even before the scrimmage. Just from things that happened in the first couple of weeks of practice, um, you know, we're, we're we're as healthy as we can probably be. What's your approach? You mentioned non-district four games, then you move shift gears to district play. Is it okay? Throw all that away or new season? How do you approach this this second part of the season? Well, psychologically, we're 0-0. Uh, you know, uh, we take some of the, the – you know, obviously we take the mistakes that we made and the the, the, the the actual scheme, football, and we, you know, make sure that we're in doing the right things and in the right place and doing what we're supposed to do. Um, but from a from psychological standpoint, from a mental standpoint, uh, we're 0-0 um, and really our first game is Friday. What do you see from the Red Tornadoes uh, that, that you have to prepare for and have to get ready – on either on one side of the bar or the other, uh, that's going to be a must to come out with a district win on Friday. Well, we're going to have to tackle well. Uh, you know, they're going to run. Clinton's going to be Clinton. They've been doing the same thing since um, seems like forever, running toss sweep and then running, you know, belly dive and um, and then the quarterback some and and throwing it around at times when you get too many people stacked in there. So, you know, uh, defensively we'll have to tackle really well. We'll have to make sure that we have forced players and and we play flat down the line of scrimmage. Um, and not and not penetrate too far to, to create more uh, running lanes, um, and then you know you know offensively they're they're, they're going to play their fifty front. Um, you know they've got some really good linebackers. Um, that the, their nose guard I think is a four year starter. Um, you know they've they've got really good players. You know that that nothing's changed over there. So um, that the formula is still the same: be tough, be disciplined, don't turn the ball over, um, and play with great effort. Hanging out with Big Elk head coach Zach Maynard. You mentioned psychologically as far as going into the game 0-0. There's another thing psychologically that I think teams have, just something about over there in that stadium where a bunch of them are are beat before they ever even get off the bus. Mm -hmm. How do you guys counteract that to give yourself the best chance to win as the ball is kicked off? Well, uh, you know, that's – to me, it's everything that we've been preaching for, for two years now. Um, it, it doesn't matter when the ball rolls out there, whether it rolls out there in the parking lot or in Owen Field or wherever it's at or in Alabama. 
Uh, we're, we're, we're competing to win, and so we're not worried about anything else going on. Elk City's worried about needs to be worried about the Elk City Elks, and and whenever that ball rolls out, man, it, it's go time. The, far as I know, their field's the same size as ours, and the hashes are in the same place. The only thing different is they have turf, and ours is grass, and we're going to play a game, and we're going to have just as many fans on our side as they're going to have on their side, I assume. So let's go play the game. The last two opponents also carried a lot of tradition. Mm-hmm. It could you know, it could going out and say, hey, we, we we played Canadian, we played Carl Alper, and it's just like you went playing anybody else. You pop the same pads, you're you're hitting the same type of way. Is that does that maybe help you going into a tradition team, playing a tradition team like Clinton? No, I I think so. I think, you know, you, you go back to a year ago when you walk out to Carl Albert Stadium and you see all everything that's going on and uh, it opens your eyes a little bit. Um, uh, even even mine, you know, you, you don't really understand it until you're there in it. Um, and, and then, you know, Canadians kind of the same way. What a, what a cool place that is to play a football game. Um, so, you know, obviously that helps a lot. That's kind of why we scheduled those guys and, and, and play those games. Um, and, and so, you know, I, psychologically, I, I just may sound really old school. It's a football game. Let's go win a football game. It's, it has nothing else to nothing. The, the people, the banners, whatever it is, mean nothing about tonight. Let's go play the game, guys. So I, you know, you think about those things and how it could affect kids. But I don't know. Being from Davis and Hobart, I'm sure we did, had some of those same things go on when we were playing home games. But I, the old school in me says, guys, it's a football game. Let's go play. Yeah, and nobody on that field had anything to do with anything that's hanging up there necessarily either that's exactly right when you look back at the season so far is there something that's surprised you that you guys are are able to do maybe a little bit better than you thought or is there something that you thought man I, i really thought we'd be better than that in this facet of the game well right now i you know i really thought that we'd be a little better uh tacklers um getting people to the ground um but obviously we 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 worked really hard on that and and you know, I probably need to refrain from that a little bit because I felt like we really did a good job on 21 from Carl Albert uh, at times. And, you know, he's a he's an anomaly of a back from who we're going to see. Um, you know, even though Clinton's backs are extremely talented, this guy's a you know four-star recruit who is probably 240 and, and can run and at low center of gravity. So, uh, But I thought at times, especially early on, we, were, we did a really good job on him. Um, you know, we played hard and, 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 uh, in that game and – um, really for about half a quarter, played right there with them, stood toe-to-toe. Um, so, you know, excited about where we're at. We also obviously have a lot of room to grow, um, and, and, and we've got some places that we still have work to do um, across the board. I mean, really, we're, we're not – even where we're at today, we won't be here in five weeks. Um, you know, I had to talk at Kiwanis yesterday, and ultimately – we're just trying to be better than we were a week ago. So the, the product you see Friday night, if it's better than it was the Friday night against Carl Albert, then whatever happens, we're going to be excited about that because we still have a six-game season and we're going to win more than we lose if we'll get better every single week. You kind of said a couple weeks ago after the Carl Albert game, and we, we were kind of saying it too, it felt like that was probably – Obviously, Carl Albert is what they are. They they are a really, really good team, maybe the best in the state. But as a team, I mean, just take that away, but looking at the Big Elks and how you guys performed, it felt like it was a more complete performance that we saw all year. Is that fair to say? 
Yeah, I think I think the energy and the emotion and the passion, uh, maybe the, even the leadership, the you know the feel on the sideline was never uh, negative or pointing the finger. It was it was everybody was pulling the rope in the same direction, um, and, and ultimately, you know that's what we wanted to see that week. We, we we had expectations of playing hard, getting after it, and playing together. Um, and, and so that's it's really neat to see. And, and obviously, you know, having a week of practice last week and then obviously this week of practice, um, I think that that's starting to continue to grow. Do you sense your guys a little bit more excited so far this week in practice because they know what's coming up on Friday and because the games, every one of them counts for six straight weeks to get in the playoffs? No, I think so. I, uh, you know, our attention to detail um, – you know, obviously from the coaching staff is very high. Um, but I think the kids are – the attention to detail for the kids even in their own, you know, watching film on their own and, and doing things on their own uh, has went up. And, and so they've noticed some things and brought some things up even as well. So, you know, the attention to details there. Um, and I, I think our kids are really, really excited about it. Go ahead. Do you like think something that, on the tip of your tongue? Do you do you think that they know the history of going over there for the brown and white? Oh, I'm sure. Do you think that they know, or are they so young that it doesn't even matter? I I don't know the history. <laughs> All I know is what happened last time we went over yeah. there, and um, so. But once again, it's a football game. We're going to show up. We're going to get off the bus. We're going to put our pads on, and, and the most disciplined tough physical team they're gonna be the ones who win friday night so what is what if you have one key to 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 have to happen friday is it tackle or is it something different i would say when uh, both sides of the line of scrimmage win um uh be be extremely physical um you know uh, coach weber used to say all the time the team that spits the bit first is going to lose you got to make the other team spit the bit so that's a kind of a rodeo slogan. I don't know if we've got any rodeo fans. <laughs> I'm, I was happy I knew exactly what he was talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I agree. The line play, I think, this from what I've seen from both sides, is, uh, you know, in the off week I was able to catch Clinton's game against John Marshall, and, and they got a good push. But the game that stood out to me was that how they performed against Heritage Hall, a good team that they were kind of pushing around up front once they settled down. In Elk City, of course, last couple of years, this year included really good up front. It's going to be all about that. That's how football's won. I mean, that's just since day one, who yep. can push each other around. Whoever runs the ball best. Wins the game. Wins the game. Doesn't turn it over. Doesn't make silly mistakes. And whoever's the most physical and the toughest team. It's just it's the same it's, remedy every week. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, thank you. We'll Absolutely. see you downstairs right quick. Matter of fact, we can probably go. No. What do you want to talk we about? Got, we, we oh, got whoa, whoa, whoa. I even have it on here. We got the most important I do. Thing. I even have it on here. Okay, go ahead, Jerry. Because I would get in trouble. Yes, you would. Ten, ten years ago, I was in a hospital watching OU beat Notre Dame, and I could care less who won because I was holding my firstborn. Katie Don Atha was born this day ten years ago. Happy birthday to my daughter, Katie Don Atha, ten did, years old. Did you remember it, or did you see that I put it on the sheet? No, I remembered it. Okay. I woke up remembering it. I put it on the sheet just in case we wouldn't forget, and then I forgot. <laughs> Happy birthday, Katie. What do you? What's the plans for tonight? Uh, practice. That's the plan. We, we got. <laughs> Sorry practice. about your birthday. Yeah. It's practice. Practice. <laughs> we went to friends last night, but we'll we'll practice tonight. We'll bring some cupcakes. 
But we have a we have a birthday party planned for uh, dang weekend or uh, Saturday afternoon. I was even coming back through there. I guess my phone was broken. <laughs> All right, everybody, have a great Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow. One day closer to Friday Night Lights District Play opening for the Big Elks over in Clinton. Thank you to Coach Murray. Thank you to Coach Maynard. Don't forget to go out there 11 in the morning. The Elkats in Paul's Valley yeah. for a regional softball action. It's going to be a good week for the Brown and White. Everybody have a great day. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right.